Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 129 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from March 11th, 2016, and it's titled, There's a Huge Problem with Donald Trump's Outdated Definition of Leadership. Now, I generally avoid politics here on the blog and in these podcasts. In November, I broached the subject a bit when I blogged about a company that uses lean principles to make Donald Trump hats in New Jersey, and I interviewed the owner of that company. And that was during a time when Trump seemed like a novelty or a fringe candidate. So it might be, um, I don't know, maybe a bit dangerous to even bring him up. Um, but I'll limit my remarks to one particular context, and that is Donald Trump's definition of leadership. So as reported, and you can read about it in Fortune and other publications, Trump said the following on March 3rd in a, a debate when asked about his earlier comments about wanting the military to follow orders that violate international laws and treaties. Here's what Trump said. I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I've always been a leader. I've never had any problem leading people. If I say do it, they're going to do it. That's what leadership is all about. No, leadership is not about telling people what to do. What Trump calls leadership is an outdated strategy, a model called command and control. That's a model that many call Taylorist after Frederick Taylor, um, who was one of the early industrial engineers uh, over 100 years ago. Command and control is a system where the boss thinks and gives orders and the workers just keep quiet and follow orders. The Fortune magazine article uh, writer writes that Trump's, quote, retro style is not set up for today's complex world. Now, when I started at General Motors in 1995, it was certainly a command and control culture. And everybody suffered as a result. Customers, because quality was poor. Uh, the employees suffered. Shareholders suffered because the company underperformed. But in that system, some managers got to yell and scream at others. They got to act like the tough guy. But employees, including myself, we laughed at them behind their backs. You know, things didn't start turning around at that plant until we got a new plant manager who had learned the Toyota style of leadership at the NUMI plant in California. So the military is moving away from command and control. Command and control is associated with the military, but even they are moving away from that model, which you'll know if you've also read the fantastic book, Team of Teams, New Rules of Engagement for a Complex World by retired General Stanley McChrystal. The military has learned that in this day and age, when fighting non-traditional enemies, the military needs to put more decision-making capabilities in the troops and in lower level leaders. Command and control is too slow and decisions are too often wrong when made by leaders who are disconnected from the front lines. I want our military leaders and soldiers speaking up and questioning and even disobeying illegal or immoral orders. Trump wants people to do as he commands. Well, that's not how the US presidency works. The military swears allegiance to the constitution, not to the president, the person. I want employees speaking up at work when they think the boss is wrong. And I don't want leaders asking employees for input into decisions, engaging them in what's called the Kaizen approach of continuous improvement. Now, many aspects of the book Team of Teams remind me of lean thinking and the Toyota production system. Command and control is outdated. Uh, forgive the name dropping here, but the late Stephen Covey said as much when I interviewed him a, a few years back. As it says in this book summary about Team of Teams, quote, McChrystal argues that most organizations and the resulting leadership styles resemble the command and control structure popularized by Frederick Winslow Taylor at the turn of the 20th century. This, quote, sturdy architecture, unquote, works well when there's a known and relatively stable set of variables. 
but it wasn't working for the U.S. Joint Special Operations Command in, in the mid-2000s as they fought the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. To combat the threats there, McChrystal needed a resilient organization that would respond rapidly to constantly shifting environments. He needed a team of teams, and that would require, one, restructuring from the ground up based on extremely transparent information sharing, a concept he calls shared consciousness, and two, decentralizing decision-making authority, a concept he calls empowered execution, end, end of quote. Command and control might have worked fine in the slow-moving, less competitive business world of the mid-20th century. Toyota and other companies have shown us that a more engaged workforce is the key to success. The GM model was very authoritarian. Managers gave orders. Employees weren't supposed to question them. That was a failed strategy. Now, Trump would probably say something like, well, that's how I ran my businesses, and I'm very rich, very, very rich. That I can tell you. Okay, but many of his businesses failed and went bankrupt, or some of them did. It's a hypothesis that can never be proven, but, but maybe Trump would have been more rich if he had a more modern leadership style. So lean is not command and control. As I blogged about recently, the New England Journal of Medicine published an editorial where the physician authors confused lean with top-down command and control leadership. Lean is an evolution from command and control thinking. Henry Ford used to complain, why is it every time I ask for a pair of hands, they come with a brain attached? Toyota leaders talk about TPS, those letters not meaning just the Toyota production system, but also the thinking production system. John Shook of the Lean Enterprise Institute speaks very eloquently about how Lean and the Toyota production system are neither fully top-down nor uh, fully bottom-up approaches. It's a hybrid approach where executives need to set strategy and goals with input from those lower in the organization, and ideas about how to improve generally come in a more bottom-up way from employees and lower-level managers. If you revisit Taiichi Ono's classic book, The Toyota Production System, he makes it quite clear that TPS is not a dictatorial approach. He describes a business as a human body, not a machine. He says, quote, a business organization is like the human body. At Toyota, we began to think about how to install an autonomic nervous system in our own rapidly growing business organization. In our production plant, an autonomic nerve means making judgments at the lowest possible level. The plant should be a place where such judgments can be made by workers autonomously, end of quote. And decision-making is generally pushed down to the lowest level possible in a lean culture. Ono continues, quote, plans change very easily. Worldly affairs do not always go according to plan, and orders have to change rapidly in response to changes in circumstances. And actually, he means production orders uh, from customers, but I think the same idea applies. If one sticks to the idea that once set, a, a production plan should not be changed, a business cannot exist for long. I think a business should have reflexes that can respond instantly and smoothly to small changes in the plan without having to go to the brain. The larger a business, the better reflexes it needs, end of quote. So this sounds a lot like the team of teams approach. So to wrap up, is command and control here to stay? Well, it, to me, it's, it's sad and, and dysfunctional and counterproductive that command and control leadership is still too prevalent today in different types of organizations, including in healthcare. Command and control combined with uh, what, what people call the name, blame, and shame culture isn't just demoralizing. It causes harm to patients. Patients deserve better. Employees deserve better leadership. Now, how common is that style of leadership in your organization today? The type of leadership that says, well, you know, do this because I said so, because I'm the boss. 
What harm do you see that causing? And do you see hope in ridding our organizations of that mindset? I'd love to hear what you think. You can go to leanblog.org audio 129 to be part of the conversation.